great, great. Give us a drink. Give them all a drink, yeah. And give those Irish hoodlums a drink down there. There's only one Irishman here. Yeah. It's a celebration, fellas. Salud. Have a morning to you. Good to be home. Welcome back. My friend Jimmy. Oh. Henry, it's his joint. It's Lisa. Hey, hey, Tommy, all dressed up. All grown up and doing the town. Look at this. Oh, Tommy. I forgot you were Tommy. Part of oh, man. Oh, oh, come here. Let me go say hello. Hey, Billy, how are you? Tommy, you know me. I haven't seen hey, you in six Billy. fucking years. How you doing, Billy? Jesus Christ, almighty. You look terrific. Are you Watch this suit. Watch this suit. Watch this suit, you little frick. Hey, I know you're all my life. All right, good. We're getting too big on me Just now. Don't go busting my balls, Billy, okay? Hey, Tommy, if I was going to break your ball, I'd tell you to go home and get your shine box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this kid, this kid, this kid was great. Eh? I used to call him Spit Shine Tommy. I swear to God. Oh, he make your shoes look like fucking mirrors. Excuse my language. He was terrific. He was the best. And he made a lot of money, too. Salud, Tommy. No more shines, Billy. What? I said no more shines. Maybe you didn't hear about it. You've been away a long time. They didn't go up there and tell you. Uh, I don't shine shoes anymore. Relax, will you? Fuck right now. What's what's got into you? I'm breaking your balls a little bit. That's all. I'm only kidding with you. Sometimes I mean, you don't sound like you're kidding. You know, there's a lot of people around. I mean, I'm only kidding with you. We're having a party. I mean, I just came home. I haven't seen you in a long time, and I'm breaking your balls. And you're right away, you're getting fucking fresh. I'm sorry. I don't mean I'm to right. offend you. I'm sorry too. It's okay. No problem. Okay, salut. I'll go home and get your fucking shine box. What's up, guys? How are you? What's happening? I'm good. Welcome to episode 28 of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. Welcome yeah. back. Welcome back. And we have a very yeah. special guest today. Yes, we do. Mr. Vincent Castiglia. Yeah. Thank you guys very much for having me. It's an honor. Yeah, uh, man. Sure. It's, uh, it's uh, The honor is ours. Yeah, yeah the man. honor is definitely Happy to ours. Have you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a little off. It's a little, uh, a little different than what we normally do. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's which is nice actually, which is actually an awesome thing. Yeah. But before we all get started, I just want to, uh, I just want to uh, dedicate this episode to a really good friend of mine that I lost on September 10th. Um, her name is Danny Glasscott, and I knew her since I was about 14 years old. Um, uh, I was I was with her the day of 9/11, and every 9/11 she always pops in my head. Her and several people that I was with that day, but you know you remember exactly where you were on that day. Mm -hmm. So every September 11th she flashes through my head along with all the other people. So on September 10th, you know I'm thinking, oh tomorrow's the 11th, and she passed through my head real quick. And then about two hours later, a mutual friend of ours hit me up on Facebook, letting me know I just wanted to let you know that Danny died. And it was kind of bugged out, and I was like, what the hell happened? And it's crazy. Um, go to the doctor and check out your shit, because um, she was only 43 years old, and no drugs were involved or anything, and she collapsed and died of a massive heart attack. Wow. It's crazy. At, at Sorry 43 years old. So this episode is dedicated to her. Um, I'll miss you, and that's that. So rest in peace, Danny. I'm very sorry. Sorry, yeah. buddy. Thank you. Well, how do you transition out of that? <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry, but, you know. Uh, sorry. Damn. 
Uh, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, I'm kind of well, like the spirit of death anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see that? You see how everything melds together? Yeah. This is yeah. perfect. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. A little levity. Yeah. It's, you yeah. got to have it. You, you have, have to. It. You got to have it. So, Vincent, why don't you uh, kind of sum- summarize, I guess, you know, a little bit about yourself. You know what I mean? Um, you really... We, you don't. Yeah. You want to know? Oh, yeah, a little bit. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm very interested to know. I'm very interested uh, to know. I mean, this uh, rules. I grew up in Brooklyn. What part, you know, if you don't mind me asking? Okay. All right. You know, I lived uh, my whole life in Brooklyn up until 2008. Is when I moved to the city. It was during the financial collapse. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I grew up in uh, the Bensonhurst area of Brooklyn, and uh, you know, I'm a tattoo artist and painter. Um. I've been tattooing 17 years and uh, painting for an equal amount of time. I, I mean, painting in a serious I, I, sense, I, I should say. Uh, you know, I've made art in one form or another my whole life from the time I could pick up a pencil. You were a guitar player also, correct? And I was a guitar player, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I wrote music and uh, played music. And I had to, at one point, you know, make a decision uh, what I was going to be doing. Was I was I going to be doing visual arts or music? Because I couldn't skate between three. Sure. You know, tattooing, painting, and being in a band. Because I, you know, I was in as many people know, I was in human decline. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you guys were doing really well, to also we're doing too, right? Really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm sure that was a big decision to make. It was, man. It really was, and uh, uh, because you know. Everything else was thriving, and that was thriving too. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I couldn't split myself in three. Right. I couldn't make time available that I didn't have. And I have to say, I'm sure, like, like with the art stuff, you're dependent on yourself. With the band stuff, you got what four other guys with you. You know what I mean? Right. So. I mean, that's got to be, like, I mean, a deciding factor also. Don't do shit where it's everything I can blame on myself. Well, like, say your fucking drummer leaves or other guitar player, and then it's like, fuck, man, you know what I mean? So it's all on you, which is great, you know what I mean? Right, and I'm kind of like, you know, I've been taking care care of myself my whole life, and, you know, I've relied on myself, and, you know, so I have to trust my own sort of, like, go where it's warm instincts, Mm -hmm. and as much as I've loved music... I love music and continue to, um, you know, I had to, I had to make that, that decision as, as I said. Definitely well, not an easy decision to no, make. No, definitely sure. not. But you fucking, hey, you've been kicking ass at it though. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you. you're, uh, so, I mean, so, I mean, you go to Switzerland quite a bit. You're over there quite a bit. Yeah, also, you're all man. over the place, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Switzerland's been, uh, pretty much, uh, a year, once a year, twice a year uh, occurrence. Uh, sometimes more than that in certain instances. But yeah, I got uh, a pretty good groove of clients over there. You know, mm-hmm. at certain exhibitions. You know, that was like in the past. But uh, uh, tattooing is what I usually travel out there for these mm-hmm. days. All right. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Now, so so so, Phyllis, from the beginning, like, how'd you get the style of art that you're into, and like, what? I mean, you paint with blood and all that kind of stuff, like. How'd that all come about? Well, that's a long story. Uh, we have time. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the the um, kind of modified version of it is, um, you know, I was at a place where the content of the work, 
you know, I had arrived at a place where the content I was happy with, in as far as it being true to myself and 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 it being real and uh, the substance that I was using to render it, the medium, I, there was just a disconnect with it, and I was at a really kind of um, fucked up, um, intense period in my life, and I started experimenting with with blood in small amounts and using it as detail you know like highlights in the piece and it was there that I really it just clicked and I fell in love with it because it was the first time a personal my personal truth was communicated via this process it a hundred percent of the way it wasn't like 10% or 50% or even 80% it was a hundred percent of what was happening pain and um, passion and um, hopelessness and, and a shred of hope, too, mm. in, 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 in engaging in the process of even trying, even bothering doing it. And, um, and, it, and it gave me a reason and it gave me a purpose. And at that point, I was like, like completely sold on the, on the medium because it was, it was like... Um, People, people go to psychotherapy to uh, deal with their issues, and this was like how I was. How you would deal yeah, with it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Listen, man. Everyone you know. has their own way of coping, if that's sure. the right word. Sure. And hey, if whatever sure. works for you, and it definitely raises eyebrows. That's mm -hmm. for sure. Now you mentioned uh, you mentioned like pain, and uh, and I immediately thought of like the process of actually drawing blood, mm -hmm. and uh, I I think I read somewhere that uh, there was a time or more than one time or maybe this is something that happens still to this day that you were actually using so much blood that you're actually you know putting yourself in a, in a dangerous situation physically and you know so can you touch upon that a bit yeah um in 2008 I was actually painting for my show at the Giger Museum. And, uh, well, because you had to move into Manhattan, so you had to pay that rent. So you're like, I don't believe, <laughs> fucking believe you. Basically, <laughs> basically yeah, like yeah. fucking Sisyphus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Already carrying the weight of, of this thing. Yeah. But, um, um, no, um, yeah, so I was painting for my show at the Giger Museum, and uh, I was painting around the clock. I was painting a lot, and not taking an inventory of how much blood I was collecting at the time and whether it was the actual cause or the reason that exacerbated the cause it was one or the other and my lung collapsed my right lung no shit wow wow yeah. and wow. I had you know the upper lobe of my right lung uh, removed and the rest of it's glued to my ribs to keep it in place damn Jesus and uh, yeah that was a major ordeal at the time you, you think know. yeah jesus and, wow uh, so there's actually there's actually i guess i guess there's like a science to it like do you do you realize i mean i'm sure everybody's biology is different but like how fast like do you regenerate you know how fast does your body regenerate blood you know what i'm saying i know obviously it does but mm -hmm. at at you know, obviously you can't take out too much or else you get all fucked up yeah. and you collapse lungs, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so... And you don't do small scale no. pieces. Yeah, time, you do at that time, I was doing these big dramatic yeah, sure, pieces. Sure. And mm -hmm. I've since then 
been scaled them down. My uh, my aspirations, mm-hmm. but you, you know? still do some larger scale. I mean, you don't do small. You do a, a, a variety, and sometimes you do some that are bigger, like three feet or yeah. so, right? Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, so now I'm, you know, trying to stay in a, the more moderate mm-hmm. size range mm-hmm. for many reasons. Sure. The, the fact that it's blood, the fact that it's, you know. Uh, the, these things take a long fucking time. Mm-hmm. I would be lying if I said anything else. Yeah, you yeah. know, they take months. Mm-hmm. They take hundreds of hours. If I'm gonna complete it to the degree that I would call it a finish, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the type of person where it's not a finish until it's finished. Sure, sure. sure. You know, mm-hmm. and um, you know, yeah, nice. So well. That's uh, yeah, and, and and you know your your work, your finished works are just incredible to look yeah, at. Yeah, pretty freaking amazing. They're, they really are. Yeah, yeah, man. I've been I've been researching this guy for mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've I found out about the you know there was another interview that you've done. And I I heard about the collapse long. Mm-hmm. Actually, I watched it today earlier today. Yeah, but yeah, man, it's uh. Speak about if if you want. I feel like I'm all proper and shit. <laughs> it's just it's it's just, it's just odd. Um, you were. Some know, but obviously a lot of people who are listening do not know that you were the first American artist to be invited by H.R. Giger himself mm-hmm. to, what was what was it exactly for, to exhibit your artwork? At the Giger Museum. At the Giger Museum. Yeah. What was that like, getting a phone call from that guy? Yeah, that's got to be pretty fucking awesome. It was like, um, it was the equivalent of the skies uh, parting <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, a cosmic ray of light penetrating my... Uh, Consciousness and telling me uh, my efforts were not in vain. Mm, nice. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the that was what it was like yeah, because man. I was like, wow, this wasn't for nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was like your initial thing? Like, holy shit! Like, like, like Giger even like knows who the fuck I am, let mm-hmm. alone wants to invite me to his place. Yeah, I mean, well, it wasn't so. It was more gradual. Right. You know, he had seen my work at. Um, um, a group show at the museum in 2006. Uh, there were two pieces exhibited there, and that was the first time he had seen it in person, the original mm. Uh, mm. stuff. And shortly thereafter, we started discussing uh, this this solo exhibition. And when I got confirmation that it was happening, um, again, it was it was like a dream come true, man. Mm. It was yeah, like, really. Put it any other way, as an artist, and of course, yeah, man. <laughs> Someone I mean, who guys, would... are, I mean, I mean, even if you don't know who who Giger is, uh, you know his work. Yeah, you know sure. his work. The yeah, average yeah. person on the street, well, I uh, never heard of him, but you show him a picture of the alien, and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you know, it's all everybody knows who that guy is. So that's mm-hmm. got to be like. Hey, how do you get any higher than that? Mm-hmm. It, it was kind of like game over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. like, how do you go further than that? That's well, pretty I mean, awesome. I guess that gives you the that gives you the ability and that um, the inspiration to just continue doing what you do, and you and you just, I mean, that that's that really, like you said, it's like it it gives you that feeling of like, wow, that this is there is a reason I'm doing this, and and one of my 
major inspirations yeah. in like my maybe life. Maybe like a sense of like said, validity also, maybe? Yeah, validity. Like, yeah. And then, and you, I, mean, I mean, really, you just, I, I would think that that would make me feel like just continue what you're doing, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, really be serious about because this is what you're supposed to do. I know. So that's got to be fantastic, man. Yeah, and, and it obviously, was. It, yeah, it, it was because was. you've just been doing more and more great stuff after that and Thank you, accomplishing more and more things. So. And you've been doing, and like, because you took a break from tattooing for a while, right? Did you take a break for a while? Intermittently, or? I have, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I do so, and there's been some confusion about whether I've retired or not, and it's not the case. All right. You know, and I, I think a lot of people th- thought that I did. Yeah. So. <laughs> There was a that was the rumor. I I remember hearing that they was like, "Hey, yeah, retired." And I was like, "Well, he's in the fucking Giger Museum." Yes. So that's why. <laughs> yeah, no, I have yeah. not. All right, cool. And do you have well, your own? Do you have your own tattoo studio? I do. It's a private studio. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like no one can go there and just like you know like book an appointment with you. No, it's okay. not a walk-in. Gotcha. Studio. Okay. It's a appointment only. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted you have to a bring that, I just wanted to bring that up if you wanted to, you know, mention Oh yeah. your location. Yeah, uh, it's arcanumstudionyc.com. Okay. Uh, again, arcanumstudionyc.com and uh, I concentrate in black and gray. Mm-hmm. Realistic. Yeah. Realistic. Work, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. But uh, where is it in the city? I'm in the financial district. Okay. Yeah. All right. Who did, so I'm sure you're picky about who works on you. Who does all your all the all your work? Well, I, when, when, when I saw when I saw you at when well, I formally met you, I, I met you briefly at the um, Drew Stone's New York Hardcore Chronicles. You were, it was it was my girlfriend Nikki, me, Michael Alago, and you were sitting there on the same row. But then I formally met you at the same film, but at the Gramercy Theater. Right. And as soon as I met you, and I saw, I was like, oh, that's fucking awesome work. I was Thank like, you. who did that? Anil Gupta? Yep. Yeah. That was Anil. Yeah, yeah, as soon yeah, as yeah. I saw his neck, I just, I, I, yeah. that, that's Anil's Anil Gupta. fucking amazing. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Melody has a lot of work from Anil Gupta, yeah, correct? Yeah, she does. Yeah. 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 I know he has a crazy long waiting list, and he's he's up there in price, and obviously good work, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You pay for good work. It's, yeah. You know, yeah, I got to go to a regular scab vendor and get think you're going to get something <laughs> nice. Yeah, he was definitely among uh, the artists that have worked on me, uh, Anil Gupta, and... Yeah. Um, Guy Atchison, okay, he did the back of my neck, and um, Mike Perfetto, mm-hmm. Mikey Tattoo, from Brooklyn. Well, you're yes. a Brooklyn guy, and mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, he did a lot of my, a lot of the work that I got from. I started getting tattooed at 14. He did my first tattoo, mm-hmm. and uh, he did a lot through, of people's first tattoo in New York yeah. around our age. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and and a lot of the a lot of the work for a while. A lot of my earlier work was done by Mike, and. Uh, uh, Tim Reed in Canada was another one uh, artist that he's a you know good friend of mine now, but artist that I, I respect tremendously. Um, very versatile, black and gray or color. Um, he did my back and uh, my ribs, my two rib pieces. Mm. Okay. Uh, nice. Again, his name was Tim Reed. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, do you feel there's a connection between now that you know you're 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 painting? And that you were at the same time a tattoo artist. Did that somehow bring, um, I guess, this uh, working with blood sort of to life? Was there a connection there um, early on while you were tattooing and, and painting? You know what I mean? Did that? Can you rephrase that? Um, in other I, words, no. like you know, with a, with um, you know, when you're tattooing and you're making art, you're piercing the skin and there's yes. blood involved. Did that yes. somehow 
like culminate into you working with blood? Was that any part of it or did it had nothing to do with it at all? No, it had nothing to do with Interesting. it at all. Because my earliest, again, experimentations mm-hmm. uh, were before I started tattooing mm-hmm. right. with blood. Wow. Like as a kid, like, like as a little kid, like... I like to draw, but it's a, it's kind of like a, a, a hobby or whatever, you know. Sometimes I'm in the mood, sometimes no. But I remember there's no museums in your future, is what you're saying. No, there's not. <laughs> Maybe if they put pictures of just my hair yeah. in a museum, <laughs> so stupid. But um, like you know, I as a little kid, I used to draw all the time, all kinds of dark stuff, you know, cemeteries, you know. As as a kid, you know, just give me a pencil and an eraser and some paper, and I was good. And Obviously, it never, you know, I never took it to anywhere. But like as a kid, like, did you start drawing as like a little kid? And I did. Like, like, it dude, was the first thing I did. That's one of the first memories I have too. As a little kid, I remember just drawing ghosts and graveyards and stuff with like in kindergarten with my friends. Mm-hmm. And yeah. these people, these kids are drawing like, you know, First Blood and Rambo was just out, so they're drawing like war stuff, and I'm drawing like ghosts and zombies and shit like that. Right. But. I don't know. It's like one of my earliest memories. So I just wanted to know, like, you know. Yes. Okay. The the answer is yes. Um, I I started drawing as soon as I could hold pencils or crayons or whatever I I had at the time. And uh, it really started as it. I did it. I did it instinctively because it allowed me to disconnect from my environment. Mm -hmm. That was my. the goal, even though I didn't know that that what I was doing mm-hmm. yeah. that was the goal. I, mm-hmm. I was dis- dissociating from my environment, and uh, <laughs> and I did it a lot because I needed to do it a lot, and uh, that's essentially how it began and, and why I kept doing it. So it didn't come from a it was it was never it was never a uh, didn't come from a good place. Man. Mm, right. It came from a means of coping. It came mm-hmm. it came yeah. about as a means of just surviving the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what it that's what it's kind of. No, it I got, I got, I got so it. much more over mm. time. Yeah, sure, sure. No, I got it. And it's funny that like now that like I never thought about it that way and just the way you phrased it, it's just like it makes me think, like I didn't I didn't grow up in the in the in the greatest circumstances by any means, mm. you know, like. I won't get into details, but, you know, there was, like, my father, he, he was not a good guy, you know what I mean? And there was always tension or there was always some kind of chaos, whether I was aware of it or not. I knew that there was a heaviness in the house. I knew that my mother was always upset and crying. I knew there was always something going on because of my father. So as a little kid, like, you just made me think, like, that could be, like, a, a, a big reason why... I would do the same thing. Mm, like sure. I, I would draw. So it was so. I never really thought about it like that because I never had this kind of a conversation of, of me drawing as a kid. So sure, right. it's kind of opening up new sure, things. It's like, here. it's like the you know then you know you can make something here. Right. You know you can draw. You have control here. You, you have control, control here. What, yeah. Yes. And you can also go somewhere else. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a two, that's the two sided nature. Yeah. Right. Sure. Sure. So that you could know, be you're a no longer. Why. You, you, yes, you yeah. really just nailed it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Do you remember, like, I mean, because I remember, I remember my whole thing when I was a kid. What I used to draw specifically was I used to draw these big, like, army scenes, right. and like <laughs> they were just like these big I war was thinking scenes. That too, I and did I that would, for a I too. mean, like, they were so 
intricate. Like when you think they weren't, didn't yeah, even look right. good. You do draw a lot. Yeah, yeah I, I used to draw when I was a kid. Yeah, I know thanks, you. Thanks, thanks. Thank you. Good. Thank, I mean, I'm not, but anyway, thank you. Um, but I used to draw these army scenes. I mean, they were like, it was real. I was really serious about it too. Like I would get really into it. Um, and then later I started drawing kit, like the members of Kiss. That was a big thing for me. That's what I, I did. I used to I draw album to, covers. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I used to draw the logo and I used to draw Gene Simmons. And, yeah, yeah. But do you remember specifically, like, was there a thing that you started drawing or was it just like anything? I have a feeling it was it knows exactly what. <laughs> it was kind of anything. Um, you know, I mean, there's some, some things that I didn't want to talk about mm-hmm. that I started drawing. But um, for the most part, it was anything. Um, I did a lot of kind of. Actually, and then by the time I got into my, like, you know, 10 and then into my teens, I was drawing a lot of demons and mm. stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah. So you are, you, you always have had this connection with, uh, like, demonology, and, uh, but obviously you're not a Satanist. I'm not. Right, we've had this I'm conversation not. before. No. And um, do, you, do you struggle with that, that people may connect you to, like, to Satanism? They may see you... And just make that judgment call. What's, what's, you know? what's crazy is that, like, obviously I don't know you very well, mm-hmm. but, like, I see your artwork, and I've met you, and I've spoken to you, and we've gone back and forth a few times online, but not one time in my head did I relate you anything with Satanism. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you're, not once. you're a little bit more, you know, connected to, you know, the kinds of music. Well, I'm talking about the outside world. You are a pretty, you know... You're a pretty well-known artist at this point. Yeah. But I'm sure that people make that connection, or maybe they don't make that connection that often. But I think me and you had a conversation at one point about about this, and you made it very clear to me that, you know, you're not a Satanist. And In the sense of a... Right. I mean, like, um, what what the new quote breed of quote-unquote Satanism mm-hmm. is, is that it's... it's uh, uh, they're essentially exercising their right to rebel. Mm-hmm. And they're standing at, for the uh, the figure of the rebel, mm-hmm. essentially, and right. they contest everything. And I agree with and, that 100. percent You know, um, but and but as far as regarding myself as Satanist or um, no, I mm. I, uh, I don't. Mm-hmm. But, Interesting. Uh, Interesting. I'm not a Satanist either. Just to let you guys know. Yeah, good. No, I'm not. Good. I'm not a Satanist. I, I am Satan. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Joking. See? Joking. Yeah. Are you joking? I'm, no, yeah. I'm, I'm I actually am. Anyone that knows me, I'm like uh, probably the most dichotomous mm-hmm. figure mm-hmm. there is. Mm-hmm. You know, because what I look like and who I and who I am and how I am are two totally different things I think sure. I think it's a little because you look a little bit like Anton LaVey I think that's where it probably, uh, probably where it comes oh, from oh why Cause he, yeah because he has a goatee <laughs> goat and tattoos the and a shaved hat ah, uh, I mean you know <laughs> that's what I'm talking about that's what I mean I mean like it's like these these sort of like surfacey things that people just like oh Anton LaVey it's like that, that's their go to they, they're not, yeah, it's, it's kind of silly you know what I mean square. Square you're not a square people. Jimmy I'm not a square far from a square I was never a square see you know about these things you know that's like the back like back in the day when like if you listen to Black Sabbath oh you know Satanists yeah but they they sang about the devil and they sang about Satan but that didn't necessarily make them Satanists you know they just were singing about it and if you think about it like some of the songs and where they were writing from Mm -hmm. it's not the perspective of a Satanist it's just almost like they're taking you through this like Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're yeah. telling a story. They're telling and they, a story. And they always say they, they kind of want. I mean, when you know, Black Sabbath has always said, like Ozzy always said, like 
he wanted to like take what was in horror movies and put it in music, and sure. that's where Black Sabbath came from. All right, I mean, Black Sabbath is, was a film, was a yeah, old yeah. classic horror film. Yeah, you know that, right, Jeff? Of course, I know that. No, I know you know. I, I'm saying I'm not saying that in a condescending way. I'm saying you know that because I'm pretty sure I've seen Black Sabbath here over the yeah, time I've worked played, here. It's played on the TV, as I'm <laughs> it's sure. Probably played here several times. Yeah, when I was working. I think White so. Zombies played on the TV. Yeah, so, yeah. so some band names yeah. come from. Uh, yeah. From uh, mm-hmm. from movies, so um, where do you uh, these days? Um, you've been doing this for quite a while. Where do you draw most of your inspiration from? These days, it, it it's it's shifted. So it's not such an immediate need for a release and mm-hmm. catharsis in mm-hmm. the moment, right? Uh, and the work isn't uh, there isn't as much what I call violence to the flesh mm-hmm. and you know kind of disintegration to the flesh. Um, it's more about what I'm consciously want, what I consciously want to put forth, you know. And um, this body of work I've been working on for a while now, which doesn't have a, you know, finish date. I'm just taking my time with it. It's called mm-hmm. Autopsy of the Soul, mm-hmm. and it is called Autopsy of the Soul because uh, it being an autopsy. Uh, presupposes that the soul is dead Mm. and um, it's about the world soul it's not about my soul in particular or anyone else's it's just the world soul Mm -hmm. and and where things are at right now and you know the 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 political climate the human climate Mm -hmm. um, the technological climate um, uh, I think we're exiting one age and entering another uh, is I, what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I, I completely, I, I completely understand what you're saying, and I completely agree. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that our generation. Oh, sorry. Our generation, like our our age group, we've lived through. We're living through that transition. You know, it's yeah. not like you know you have these young kids that they, you know, they've never, they don't know anything about buying a physical record. They only know about right. downloading and streaming or whatever right. like that. Um, so I feel like our We've seen the birth of the computer, the Vic yeah. Twenty, it, and it like blows, the Commodore sixty four, like and all that stuff. It you blows know? my daughter's mind <laughs> yeah. about the concept of a phone that's on the wall with yeah. a wire on it. Yeah. Like, yeah. it blows her mind. Mm-hmm. And I, I try to explain to her about a rotary phone, mm-hmm. and like, she'll ask me things. Like, mm-hmm. like she, she's, she just actually today is her birthday, and and. She's on her second smartphone already. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. That's you know crazy. what I mean? I got her an upgrade for her birthday, but it's this kid it's it's just it's so crazy that she has absolutely no concept of a huge TV that weighs two hundred and fifty pounds <laughs> that's on legs in your living room. Right. You know, right. and like she doesn't also grab the concept that, you know, me growing up, like I was kind of fortunate because I had the big color TV downstairs, which was like a piece of furniture, and then we had the small black and white upstairs. It's like, wow, you have two TVs in your house, mm-hmm. and that blows my daughter's mind. Mm-hmm. Like she just goes on her phone and watches a movie. Yeah, like, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's crazy. From like you were just saying, like just our age group and just everything that we're seeing, mm-hmm. like. There's it's no payphones. It is. It is. It's, 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 just, it's, it's crazy. It's really interesting. So that's basically an inspiration for this new series you're working on? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It's, it's, um, that's just the technological portion yeah. of it, but mm-hmm. part of it, yeah. Right, right, right. It's, it's really like an examination of the world soul today mm-hmm. uh, from my, through my lens, of mm-hmm. course. Of course. Mm-hmm. That's uh, 
a given, but if they say one thing, like you know, the times are right now. I mean, there's some good art gonna come out of this kind of shit. You know what I mean? I mean yeah, like, well, there you go. All the, <laughs> exactly. I mean, some artists are really, you know, there's great art. There's great. I mean, there's there should be really good. There should be really good, like hardcore music coming out. Of well, there's it. good music. There's good music coming out of it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, there's, there's, there's should be, but there's really not. Let's see. Let's see. There's good. There's good music. I mean, uh, well. You know, there's so much saturation with shit right yeah. now too. It's hard to wean through the yeah. bullshit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we're like com- constantly like, how do you even focus on anything anymore? And, yeah. and it's sad because you know, once again, our generation we come from you know a time when you read a book, and you know, not that people <laughs> don't read drew. a book, yeah, yeah, yeah. or you drew, drew pictures, or yeah. or you watched the film, and I feel like I feel like people are just. They don't have the attention span they used to have. Obviously, right. obviously, it's very, it's very obvious. I can't believe. It. So, uh, I think you were the one that brought it to my attention. They don't do script in school anymore. No, mm-hmm. they do not. That's crazy they to me. Work, Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I work yeah. at an elementary school, and I know for a fact that they do not teach like penmanship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they do no. not. That's crazy well, to me. Well, no, who the hell uses even a freaking pen anymore? Yeah, but, yeah, but you know, well, even it's probably going to be phased out. But like by the time these children get to our age and have like quote unquote responsibility that they should have, like you know, like leaving the nest and going off on their own, how are these people going to sign a check? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't well, even sign your name. Like you don't know how to make a you know a. a, a, a you know, right. it's gonna be all digital. You just yeah. fucking put your thumbprint on it. There you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you look right. at it. Yeah. And it, it, we're we're a, we're a species, technologically speaking. It's a, we're we're kind of like a species uh, in its infancy. Mm-hmm. So we have this thing that we're we're now reaching this this point of uh, the singularity or mm-hmm. whatever the point where technology becomes self-aware. Sure. True. And that's when a lot of really crazy cool. Stuff is going to happen, and I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't know if you guys have heard about the whole like Elon Musk thing mm-hmm. and what he's planning to do with space, uh, with uh, Neuralink. No, speak about it. You know, he's trying to. Uh, For real, speak about it. Teach me, bro. Well, basically, <laughs> the the ultimate uh, end is the technology will allow consciousness to be. Uploaded and downloaded. Right, I've heard from of that the concept. Brain and into an external hard drive. So, I mean, essentially, what you're talking about is like immortality. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and I, I just find that I find that pretty interesting. But what is life? What is what is what does it mean to be human? Is this even really happening from mm-hmm. a physics standpoint? Mm-hmm. Right. But it would be immortality, but not in your physical body. Not in your physical body. Right. So, like. But are you conscious of that? That that's the thing. That's the Ooh, thing. Yeah. It's it's hard to wrap your head. Absolutely, around. our it's, brains. It's yeah. impossible. Right. For yeah. Us. yeah. Right. But um. Right. It's like a cat with a pen. You know, Sign they just see up. a pen. You know. Um, I, I want to be really? first. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be first. Yeah. You want to be yeah. first? Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. You'd be down for that? I'm down. Yeah. Why not? Right. I why mean. Not? We're close to that already, right? I mean, we're putting We're not chips. that far off. I mean, we're, we're a hell of a lot closer than we are. That, like, we're a hell of a lot closer to that now than we ever were. And we're just, we keep on going and going. So. I, I think the interesting thing is, you know, humanity, we've existed for quite some time. But in this recent, whatever, 100 years, 150 years, we've excelled technologically. Oh, like, forget it. And it seems like and it's, it's not slowing down. 
yeah. anytime yeah. soon. It's only no, going to it's not up. slowing down. It's, yeah, like, no, it's, it's going like faster and faster. Going, yeah, it's getting crazy. I yeah. mean, um, yeah, this it's just I mean, nuts. So it must happen. Mm -hmm. It's happening because it must happen necessarily. So mm -hmm. there's nothing to mourn or. Um, Are you okay with all that? Yeah, I th I'm all about it. Mm -hmm. All about it. Yeah. I, I, I just. From a curiosity standpoint, just to see where it's going to go, or is there anything deeper than that? No, m more than that. Yeah, I mean, okay. I'd like to know. I'd like to. I, I think that would be an interesting day to know whether consciousness exists mm -hmm. beyond the body. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, it's interesting that, you say that, man. Absolutely. You know, if we're uploading it to a mainframe, it then it would. Mm -hmm. Then uh, where does it go? Or yeah, I was gonna say then it? what is what's the next step? What's it's uploaded? If our consciousness is uploaded to a mainframe, then first of all, who's controlling that mainframe? Because mm -hmm. obviously, human beings have to control something with it mm -hmm. to make it work. Whatever that concept of that said mainframe is. So, what would be the next step from that? What would they do? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, this this kind of gets into sure. the. the it ties in with strange theories like parallel universes. Sure. And, and we, I, I could love, also, we could I, also I go the spiritual that. direction. You can also yeah. go that route. You, you know That's what I mean? That's true. Like, you can totally take it in a spiritual direction. We're talking about God and, like, you know. It's two Excuse me. No, it's, it's two sides of the same coin. Sure. Essentially. It really is. Because any, you know, I think that spiritual is a... Um, I know what you mean when you say it. Yeah. I just try to avoid using the word because it's so bastardized. <laughs> right, right. But it's just essentially the other side of the coin of the unexplainable. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we're here in the physical world, which we perceive to be right. ultimate reality. And then there's all this phenomenon that we don't see that's nonetheless happening and mm -hmm. causing things to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's the, the spiritual is the, the, the unseen. It's the mm -hmm. things that are that you can't see. Yeah. And, uh, and I, me personally, I don't think that we're, I don't think we're designed to be able to comprehend that. Like right. there's, there's certain things that we're just not supposed to know. Right. I, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't think we're, we are, I don't think we've evolved into that yet. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I right. think eventually right. we might, right. you know, mm -hmm. but I right. just don't think we've evolved into that yet. Right. You I, know? Agree, I agree with you. But, yeah. is but it, I is, agree with you both. Right. But is there, like, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to word this right. I really hope I'm just flying. Um, is, is some of that, like, our own perception of all this, is that ego-based? Like, like, because... Oh, fuck, I don't know how I'm going to explain this. Like... Our egos play a big part of who we are and who we quote unquote think we are. Mm -hmm. Correct? Sure. So, I think I just kind of like fucking forgot like where I was going with this. But like, <laughs> I did, I did because now, fuck man. Do you mean like, I, is it our ego that's kind of um, keeping us from fully understanding? Um, or do we think we know everything because of our ego kind of like... I think that eventually, because of our ego, we think that we're supposed to eventually know right. everything. Right, right, right. But I think that our ego, that that's all ego, mm -hmm. but just because we have an ego doesn't necessarily make it fucking so. I got you. No, I of course yeah, not. That's very insightful. It, it is, it uh, is. You know? Because, I mean, basically, we do think we are the smartest being on this planet. Right. In the universe, uh, right. you know. And but dolphins are smarter in other ways. <laughs> I, or which maybe is true. They are, maybe yeah. maybe bees are. I totally. I listen. I totally. Believe know. In, I, be, I believe in, in in 
aliens and all that kind of stuff. Sure. I believe that there's, oh, of course, uh, a, you know, something out there a lot smarter than we are. I and mean, we, we've gotten some trickle down stuff from them, and you know, something that we that. can't even fathom. I don't think if yeah, it's sure. something that are we alone? Nope. Probably not, mm -hmm. but will we ever really, truly, truly know for a fact? I fucking hope so, man. And I, I really do. You, I, I, really I hope you guys so. are like ready to go. Dude, no, like, I, I am like, listen, dude, like, I would love that. Because, upload my shit and let's get the hell out of here. Dude, because let me tell you, if, if there was quote unquote grays and, and, and flying saucers or any kind of something like that, some kind of a being. I'm not talking about, like, a little tiny amoeba in, in a boiling lake on fucking Mercury. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about, like, something tangible that you can actually see and communicate with. Mm -hmm. Like... Dude, every time I go out into that the woods, that, that would I hope smash I get sucked a lot up by of, an alien. You know? that, that would <laughs> smash... Like, that whole, that whole discovery and that being factual would smash a lot of fucking organized religion. Oh, sure. of course, oh, yeah, it would. It would smash all of that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. there's a lot, and that's what I'm saying. We're we're reaching that place, mm -hmm. and it's it's gonna happen. We are reaching that place. We're gonna find out there is extraterrestrial sure. life. We're sure. gonna find out that this is not ultimately right, ultimate right. reality. Sure. And, and again, that's from a kind of metaphysical standpoint or a quantum physics standpoint. Mm -hmm. And then I think that'll let a, that'll allow us and free us up enough to do what is really our true purpose because I don't and I don't know what that really means or I just don't feel like we're engaging in it we've we've locked into it yet as a species um, I think that following your heart is a big part of it but um, you know when when the when the bulk of the species is enslaved mm. by labor you mm -hmm. know because mm -hmm. that's what it is it's of course slave it is. labor and um, you know, the whole world is operated and, you know, contingent on money. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a whole monetary system, which is, which is, I, I love this kind of shit, you know, talking about this stuff. Let's say it's, it's, if you really dig in and you research, it's, it's a fact that like the monetary system is built to fail. Mm -hmm. It's all built to fail. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. the Federal Reserve, who is in its own entity, it doesn't answer to nobody, prints its own money, and they lend it to the government on with interest. Mm -hmm. And then, and this whole thing, and the Fed basically controls inflation and all mm -hmm. this stuff. So that's why it's like, you know, in the 50s, you could buy a house here in Brooklyn for, you know, $11,000, mm -hmm. you know, and now, you know, you can't get a house in Dyker Heights for less than $2 million. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But what really happened? The only thing that really changed was the date. Mm -hmm. Nothing other than that really happened. You know what I'm saying? It's, right. it, and it's just the whole monetary system. It's like, listen, I go to work every single day. My girlfriend works seven days a week. And it's like we scrape and scrounge and scrape and scrounge. And it's like, it, it's, it's, I can go on this, you know, it sounds like almost like I'm bitching. And some people say, oh, well, be happy you have a job. I, I get that. But if you look at it from a different angle and you just, you analyze it from a different fucking perspective, mm. it's like. What would you be doing if you didn't have that? Have to do that job. Well, and right. Like, you know. and, and there was a whole thing. I was. And all we see, well, all we put here, it's like, it's, a, it's ingrained mm -hmm. in us. And some people like don't subscribe to it. Like I don't subscribe. I do what I have to do because I have to do it. But I don't subscribe to the whole concept of it. Right. Sure. You know what I mean? And it's just, are we here? Am I here to fucking to run an elementary school in Bay Ridge mm. every single day? Well, I don't think that's my purpose here. Mm. 
But well. maybe that will one day connect you to your purpose. I mean, you know, I do. I am a firm believer in a path. You know what I mean? You're on a path. You know, and and what is that saying? Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know. Some of us are really fortunate. Like, Vincent, I feel like you were very fortunate to know as, as a very young kid that you wanted to do art. And you stood on that path. Yeah. And, and you stood with it. And, and you made, that, and you and made you that there. decision. Like, I cannot serve these three masters. I have to, one has to go. Right. I, can, I, can, I can appreciate one. I can maybe even dabble in it if I have time. But I have to focus on this. And, you know, to be honest with you, I wish I made that a stronger decision about that myself when I was younger Um, but you did and there are the fortunate few that do see a calling in their life some of us are not even as fortunate enough there's a lot of people that walk through their lives and they don't even have a clue what they would do other than have a job Right. They need someone to give them a job so they're like, okay, I can work. Right. I, I'm a garbage man. You know, right. nothing against any garbage man. They right. make of good money. Right. You know, shout right. out to Steve Perlmutter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out okay. to Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, um, not to, well, anyway, we'll get back to him. Right. Um, uh, but you know what I mean? Like, there are the fortunate few that do find that path in their life and they stick with it and they have the support from friends and family to to push them to stay on that path. I was fortunate enough. My fortune was my family was so uh, supportive of me playing music. As a matter of fact, my dad bought me a guitar. I was like, you're taking guitar lessons. And he always wanted me to try anything. he, he, his hope for me was I didn't, I didn't have to work some nine to five job, which I'm so grateful for. He always was like, do something on your own, work for yourself, be your own boss. Because he, you know, I was the baby of four kids, and he, you know, he just for me, he just wanted something different. Wow. Maybe he had enough of what he was living through in his life, and he's like, this kid, I'm gonna try to get him to do something else, That's and, really and it clicked. Awesome. Yeah. No, it clicked, and and like I said, That's you know. Uh, but, you know, I'm going off on a tangent, but um, I feel it's true. I feel like there are those that are fortunate to do find that path and stay on it. And then there's others that are put on a path, but then somehow they find this other thing right. in life. Like a really good example is we had um, Mike MacGyver's wife, Samantha Twyford, uh, Samantha MacGyver, I should actually call her. Um, she came on the show. She's a stunt woman. She's done a lot of stuff. She's, too. I mean, this Dark is like. Dark Knight, like Zombieland, like uh, Captain she, America, like big, big, big stuff. And she was just a kid who went to college and she was a dance student at Hunter College and, and she had no, you know, we. We had, she had no clue really, a no clue that she wanted to do stunts until. We had two friends that um, had a casting agency, yeah. and uh, they started booking uh, booking Sam and uh, Mike, my bass player, and me. Actually, we would get extra work on on movies and uh, and Law and Order and all this stuff. So we would get extra work, and it was like cool. Yeah, we're on set. Uh, and then Sam, I think, somehow met a uh, stunt coordinator, and. Uh, she started watching him work and watching the stunt people work, and she took an interest in it and said, I want to do that. And she just started going to the set, talking to him all the time, and eventually she got a job, and then she got another one, and she kept on and on and on. And that this is so many years, and, 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 and she's done stunts for every movie you could possibly That's think of. Spider-Man. Speaking of that, speaking of that yeah, though, yeah, yeah. so... He, so you don't obviously start making money as a tattoo artist right away. You don't start making money as an artist right away. Mm-hmm. Or music. 
what remedial jobs did you have before you like uh, mm. started doing like making a living at what you're doing now? I, I did private sanitation. I did uh, dishwashing. I uh, 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 what is that called? Um, Bussing tables, oh, busboy. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, and uh, worked at Models. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, right. at Bay. Hey. Uh, I'm not Sheep's at Bay. Uh, what is that? Models. And uh, uh, yeah, like. That's not Sheep's Head Bay. That's uh, oh, uh, Caesar's Bay. Caesar's Bay. Caesar's Bay Bazaar. I live right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, yeah, they I to, yeah, I live uh, right in Bath Beach. So I was just like, at, right around the block. I was just asking him what jobs he had before he started making money at doing art and stuff <laughs> yeah, like that. So I Were you working at in a small house? I worked at that uh, <laughs> Model Sporting Goods in Caesar's Bay. Okay. Yeah. 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 A long time ago. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm over there pretty pr- pretty frequently because you know I have my daughter on the weekends and stuff. Uh, drags me to Toys R Us right over there, and yeah. we go eat the little pizzeria right next door to Nordell's. We went to Best Buy. Man, what, yeah, what right year? What year did you like start? Where like fucking awesome? I can start phasing all this crap out of my life and like really focus on your art and all that kind of stuff. You know, man. Uh, I think it was like 2004. All right. I'd say I'd say 2000. No, no. I'd say 2003. By 2004, it was like solid. Awesome. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it was like 2003. You know, I, I kind of hit the ground running with tattooing um, at that time. And again, I, I focused pretty much on black and gray, and uh, so I, I tried to keep it simple. I did some color for a while, but it was never really like my thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, somewhere around that, 2003. Awesome. That's cool, though. And it was a big deal, Uh, man. It was, believe me, it was a big deal, you know, like going from that last pay stub at, uh, was working at Gargiulo's Catering Mm. Hall in Mm. in, uh, Coney Island, actually. That was my last job. Wow. And I was a busboy. Wow. And I wrote on that last pay stub that it was like, I don't know. It was, I don't know, who knows how many hours, some absurd amount of hours for, like, nothing, mm-hmm. you know, getting the pay on it. And I wrote Never Again mm-hmm. as inspiration, mm-hmm. and I put it in my closet. Mm-hmm. Do you Based still have it? it? No. Yeah. I wish I did. You yeah. have it framed, bro. I wish I did. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Well, you I remember it. You remember it, which is, yeah. which is yeah. the important thing. I've thrown out a lot of trash mm-hmm. in, in, in between that amount of time. Mm. And, uh, but um, Nice. That always, I know that feeling. That feels good when you're like, all right, yeah, I know. I'm on my own now. You know what I mean? Yeah, cool. sure. Yeah. 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 It was about 2003, man, I cool. would say. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because I'm, you know, I, I work at a gallery on the weekends. Not really a gallery. I help these two artists. And uh, uh, I have the record label. And um, I also, I don't know, I do whatever. I hustle a lot. But I think I'd rather do that. And go to a nine have to five control. Job every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go to a nine to five. Like I couldn't do it. I just couldn't yeah. do it. I'd yeah. rather struggle. I'd rather, you know. Um, so, um, so this series you're working on to get back to that, um, you have no set end date. Do you I have don't. any 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 idea? No, no? I should. Mm-hmm. I really should, but mm-hmm. I, I don't at the moment mm. because um, you know I didn't have. Um, I didn't have the full series like envisioned. Right. I'm allowing right. it to kind of uh, unfold as it will. Mm-hmm. It's not complete yet, so I'm not calling it complete. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, 
yeah, I mean, I hope to show it, you know, next year sometime, mm-hmm. 2018. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. fantastic. Yeah. Who's some, uh, so who's, who are some uh, people that you've done artwork for that you can uh, mention some names? Well, I just painted um, some artwork that is included in Greg Allman's mm-hmm. new um, record. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Which is awesome. Yeah, it's beautiful. It, truly beautiful. In, incredibly honored to, to say. And uh, his daughter was uh, tremendous. I, I want to I properly acknowledge Layla Brooklyn Allman because um, a lot of the press that the you know, uh, story is getting. So I did this painting for Greg in his blood uh, and his children's blood for his new record, mm. Southern Blood. And the record was named after the concept of the painting. And, you know, I had met with Greg and his daughter in uh, Beverly Hills for this, to interview for uh, this documentary. And, um, you know, Greg was gracious and so kind enough to grant the interview. And, and, and Layla Brooklyn was there and, you know, she had set the the thing up and um, it, it, Again, I just want to properly acknowledge her and her instrumental, her instrumentality in this uh, process because uh, you know it wouldn't have happened without her, and she really deserves to be uh, included in in the releases and stuff. But um, yeah, man, it was a incredible honor just to have met him, and he was a collector of my work from beforehand. He purchased uh, a piece of mine in 2006, nice. uh, and. Um, yeah, you know, so you so you you had this meeting with him with the intentions of possibly doing artwork for his record. Or well, no? he did it. It wasn't. No, it, it wasn't. wasn't. It and wasn't. Then, oh, no, right. Right. So, so yeah, and then and then he winds up winds yeah, so, up passing away. Exactly. So we we did the interview for uh, something else. It was a documentary. Okay. And um, he texted me on Christmas Eve shortly after that and asked me uh, if I'd be interested in painting album artwork for his new album and the album cover now the story with that was it was going to be the cover and um he wanted it to be the cover and the record company stepped in uh, mm. and was like no you know it's it's blood it's not going to sell uh it's not going to be marketable or whatever mm. uh to his demographic What's and he was like but i'm greg Allman. Yeah. i, right. I yes. want this to happen they were right. like fighting him on it so he was in litigation with them wow uh you That's know crazy. by the time wow. he had you know, pass away. It was kind of nuts, but um, everyone knew what his will was. The, his family knows what his will was, and you know, Cher even told Brooklyn to go to the record company and like try to fight it beforehand. Mm. And because Cher knew how much Greg wanted it, because he was like texting her and, and telling her how excited he was that this was going to be his album cover, and. Uh, and you know, uh, so they they're including it in the um, record. Mm-hmm. It's uh, going to be in the deluxe CD. Mm-hmm. It'll be in the uh, in the packaging, mm-hmm. and then the um, vinyl LP will include a print. Wow! Yeah, awesome. fantastic. That's yeah. great. When yeah. is that Amazing. album coming out? It, it just came. It just out. came out. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. The seventh, right? In September seventh. Yeah. And it's called Southern Blood. Mm. Yeah. Perfect. Right. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that is perfect. Fantastic. I gotta, I gotta get myself a copy of that record. Then. Yeah, 
That's yeah. a pretty cool experience going to Beverly Hills and doing all that kind of stuff, though. I mean, uh, it, it, it was cool, man. It yeah, was, uh, and he was a man, such a such a warm, sweet man, just mm. full of love. Mm. I just just exuded love. Yeah, yeah, that's really? cool. Yeah. yeah. And I, I could, and you can't fake that, man. No, you yeah. really can't. You really wow. can't. You know, that's yeah. fantastic, man. Yeah. Yeah. Rest so, in peace, Greg Allman. Yeah, yeah. Rest yeah. in peace is right. Man. Yeah. So now here's here's another little thing, and it's, and is there anything else you'd want to speak about about the Greg um, Allman record, or you know, offhand, not that I can think of. I okay. just, uh, you know, again, wanted to properly acknowledge Brooklyn, right? And uh, and uh, yeah, that okay. was cool. How did it come about that it's my understanding that you created uh, a quote-unquote blood guitar for uh, Gary Holt from Slayer? Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. How'd that all come about? Well, uh, I Which was is tattooing... Fu- the, the fucking guitar is ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. Thank yeah. you. Uh, and he played it on the... Um, he played it on the Tonight on the t- Show. It was the Tonight Show, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Where they yeah, did yeah. Raining Blood? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I got to yeah, go yeah. back to YouTube and yeah. watch that. I, I, I saw that, but I just didn't know about the guitar at that time, so now I got to go back and see it. That's yeah. great. That's yeah, awesome. I, it was funny because I heard about it, and then I saw them at... Um, when they just played in New York, and he wasn't playing it, and I thought that's where he was playing the guitar, and I was like, no, he wasn't playing it, and then I like went back and I had to watch that to see that yeah he was playing that. And yeah, yeah. It's How'd that come about, awesome. man? Well, I was tattooing the vocalist for um, uh, God. Maybe we should edit this part. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's you, right. you were interviewing a vocalist of another band. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was tattooing the vocalist oh, of Vital Remains. Oh, there you oh, go. Gotcha. Okay, great. Okay. There you go. And um, he had suggested it. He was like, wouldn't that be the coolest fucking thing if you painted a guitar for, you know, Gary? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, it would be. But, you know, he's like, well, you know, let me, let me talk to him. I was like, all right. Sure, I mean, it sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they got back and they wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, cool, cool. That's so Gary's awesome. like, yo, you gonna hook me up with a guitar? And, 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 <laughs> that's, that's amazing, man. Knots, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, fantastic, man. So, what, um, so what's next? What's next? Do you have this series going on? And is that the, your, that's the main thing you're focusing on? Yeah, I mean, right now, um, I, um, uh, I got some uh, some loose ends to tie up. Oh yeah, but okay. uh, other than that, yeah, that that'll be what the uh, what'll be. Any more overseas trips in, in the works? At the moment, no. But I will again uh, next April. I'm invited back to the um, Ink Days convention out there in okay. April. They're you know mm-hmm. covering yeah. my my hotel and airfare again. So wow. it's, That's uh, awesome. it's an offer I can't refute. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Hey. But that's awesome. I know that you're... Are you on the cover of the current Inked magazine? Um, not on the cover, but I am on the interior. Okay. Because I yes. did see the picture of Inked and, and your silhouette. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, that's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, Thank cool. you, man. Yeah, yeah they... Killing it. They did a uh, pretty awesome feature on my artwork, this mm-hmm. this latest issue. Yeah. Inked. Shout to Inked magazine. Yeah, Absolutely. Man. I was in Inked magazine once. Oh, no, yeah. you weren't. Dude, I was in fucking big... We had 
like three pages on us. Yeah, yeah. well, that's that right. In here, right? Yeah, it was yeah, shot yeah. in here by Sophie Holland. Yeah, Sophie. Happy birthday, Sophie. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Sophie. Yeah, she did it all, and she was the one who set it up. It was all for the motorcycle club and stuff, and like, it was pretty cool. We okay. were like in the center fucking thing. It was Very cool. cool. Um, I, I, think it's pre- I think it's pretty safe. Would, do you have like a little some sort of announcement? Oh yes, I do. To yeah, make yeah. since, since you just segued into Ink Magazine and your motorcycle club, so I figured maybe a little bit of music. Yeah, sure, and sure. I believe that your band just just signed did, a little just, a little something in blood. We just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, we you did, saw what I did there. You yeah, saw what yeah, I that did? was pretty good. Oh god. Yeah, we just got we just were able to announce we just signed with uh, Blacklight Media Metal Blade Records. Mm-hmm. Congratulations uh, thanks, officially. Man. Yeah, thanks, that rules. Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward to to whatever, man. But you know, you, your label mates with Johnny Candiria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, we man. are now. Yeah. Look at that. Hey. Fucking weird, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and what am I doing? Yeah. Well, we got a podcast. Yeah, we do. We do podcasting. Yeah, Yeah. podcasting. Yeah. Yeah, they probably sell more records than us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, there was a couple of... Few podcasts. I'm like, hey, can you, you have any news? You have any news? Nah, I can't say nothing. Can't say nothing. Yeah. But then I saw you had shared that Metal Blade Europe had mm-hmm. shared it. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, it was cool, man. We got a lot of nice press out of it, and uh, like the only shit, like you know, they told us when you know we had to pull our music, all our music down offline. Mm. Until now, they're like, all right, now they have to deal with you know all the sure. music. Well, we well, so, so that's that no, it's great. But you know, we got a lot of people uh, hitting us up, looking to find out you know where can we find your music, and I was. Mm-hmm. Like, just be patient. You sure. know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. yeah. and it was with Miguel. Me and Miguel. You know Miguel. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's cool, man. Okay. It's exciting. You gotta yeah. send. I, well, I gotta send him my regards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Say what's up. I, you know, he knew you were coming today, and I was. He was saying Miguel doesn't leave his house after ten o'clock, so I was like <laughs> right. trying to get him to come out, and no he worries, was. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, interesting, awesome. man. Um, but you, you know, human human decline is is active again. Yeah, yeah, just to are. touch up upon music, and yeah. you were not involved in the actual music, but you're somehow helping them, or um, no, I'm not. Yeah, so I'm not involved in like the writing process or any of that, but uh, uh, I, you know, I've promoted this mm. CD, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I, I think it's great that they're continuing on and mm-hmm. doing it, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I wish them the, the best. I hope they keep keep doing it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, they're good guys, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, Louis, yeah, Louis from Ashes Women's now playing that's guitar right, for that's them. That's right, I heard about it. Guitar or bass? I think yeah. he was playing one There was of a lot so. of people, when, when, when I posted that you were going to be on the podcast, there was a lot of people in the hardcore scene that were like, yo, that's my boy, like Drew Stone. Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, yo, that's my boy, blah, blah, blah. And he said maybe if he would make it, he, he would he would stop in tonight, but mm-hmm. obviously he can't. But um, like Joey James, Joseph mm-hmm. James, was like, yeah. oh, that's my boy, a Brooklyn original, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. So... How, what what got you into? I don't I don't know exactly how involved you were in the hardcore scene, mm-hmm. but like how did that all happen? If you well, don't mind, I was playing in a band. You know, I was playing in Human Decline, and it was a uh, it was a kind of deathcore band. If I had to call it anything, and what you know, you, what time would, frame is this? Um, this is from like 2004 okay. forward to okay. like 2007. Okay, so. Um, yeah, it was about. It was. I guess it was only that three years, but it felt like a whole lot longer. Yeah, mm. because we there was a lot in that three years, man. Mm-hmm. We did, and um, you know, uh, uh, so it 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 
was kind of in between. You know, it was like a deathcore thing. Okay. It wasn't traditional hardcore. Okay. It wasn't metal because right. it had New York hardcore elements. Sure. So it was kind of its own thing. You know, I think uh, it was it was. We had to describe it as anything. It was a bastard child of uh, hate breed and Meshuggah. Mm, cool. That's okay. Kind of like what it what it what it was described as right, by right. someone in some article that was written. So we just rolled with that. Mm -hmm. All right. Nice. And uh, so that was where I mean, and I grew up in the neighborhood, and uh, so Joe, Joe, I was neighbors with Joe. Yeah. Yeah, growing up like, in the neighborhood, you kind of get encapsulated in that stuff if you're into any kind of heavy music. We've sure. actually spoken about this yeah. with the podcast with Joey, because Joey was a guest on the podcast a few episodes ago. And we were saying, we were sitting in his apartment, and uh, you know, we were saying, like, like three blocks away from here was is Lamore, and then there's, there's so much in this area sure. that growing up in our age group, mm -hmm. it's if you listen to any kind of metal of any kind, then you mm -hmm. kind of, that's how we all know each other. Yeah, you sure. Know? It's, it, it's, was, it was really, it was a really a way, it was, the community was different. It was just oh, different. Absolutely. It wasn't, because you know, the community now, it's like, oh, I got Facebook friends, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no one knows their neighbors. Speaking of like old New York though, dude, there's a show that just started on HBO called Deuce. Have you seen oh, this? Oh, I heard about it. No, yeah, I heard yeah. it. About it. I heard yeah. it's really good. Yeah, I started watching some of it, and it's cool the way it shows like old New York City. You know what I mean? Like how you know? I mean, I didn't start coming here until early '90s, so I mean, you guys all grew up here. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I caught the tail end of it. You know what I mean? And saw it, and like, I mean, it's got to bring some nostalgia back for you if you get a chance to watch it. It's just like how filthy the fucking streets were, mm -hmm. and like, oh, sure. you know, it's yeah. great. Like the payphones all over the fucking oh, place, yeah. and there's a chick giving a blowjob in the payphone. You know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. like it's fucking great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, you should check it out. I have to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check that out. It's cool. The way they do, you can tell it's you know a lot of like some of it's CGI because they're doing you know shots of Times Square you know what I mean and what it looked like back in the seventies and mm -hmm. stuff like that and mm -hmm. you know it's kind of wild there's like a there's like a shot of the Twin Towers that are being built you know what wow. I mean so wow. yeah Very which is kind of it's kind of wild mm. yeah yeah it's pretty cool crazy all right well I mean uh, so uh, you know I mean speaking of that you know uh, I recently uh, saw. Yeah, it was funny. What the hell did I see? I saw no. I saw it was an ad for Deuce. It was an ad, yeah, yeah, an yeah. ad for that show, and uh, I was watching that. And I was just checking it. And I was like, I do want to check. Who the hell's in it? James Franco. James Franco. James Franco. That's and his it's, name. You know, and it's kind of weird. The fucking uh, they do like a twin. Like he's got a twin brother. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, I don't know. I always find that annoying when they get yeah. like like it's one person playing the role, but he's got the twin brother, and yeah. like that was just in some other show that I was watching, uh, in Fargo, that uh, show Fargo. Did you yeah, see that yeah, show yeah, Fargo. Yeah. No, I haven't seen the show. I love. I yeah. watched. I, I watched like the first maybe two or three episodes of like the first season, and Billy Bob Thornton in that yes. fucking show. Fucking he's rules. great in that show. <laughs> he does. He's great in that show. Dude, the first, the first two Fargo's were good. This last season, I didn't really care for Stunk. that much. Yeah, it didn't stink, but it was like the same. You know, you're kind of a dopey fucking, you know, sheriff, and then but the girl below him is like the lieutenant below him is a girl, and she's smarter than he. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, all right, this is the third season. Like, make it a dumb lady's the fucking in charge. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just a little bit. You know uh, who I didn't know had a fucking brother? Who? Sylvester Stallone. Frank Stallone. Who the fuck is this guy? You what do you mean? Oh, by the way, have you seen the movie Chuck? Hold on. Excuse me. <laughs> you just brought up <laughs> Sylvester Stallone and his brother. 
Who the fuck is Frank Stallone? His brother Frank, Frank, Frank are in the Frank first. Stallone. His brother Frank is in the first three movies. He's one of the guys around the fifty-five gallon drum fire who sings. Doo 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 doo. Oh yeah, yeah I'm supposed to know that. So I know everything about Rocky. I'm a Rocky nerd. Well, Have I'm you watched not. Chuck yet? No, I don't even know what they're saying. Now it's all about Chuck Webner. Oh, the, the Bayonne Bruiser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah, Bayonne yeah, Bleeder. Yeah. The Bayonne Bleeder. Um, it's it's uh it's what two Rocky Balboa was based on. Yeah, it was uh, and it's and I didn't realize because I remember that because he know, brought it to Muhammad Ali big time. Well, yeah, but but he, you know the, and the, and I know that Rocky was based on fucking was Chuck Chuck like he got basically got the story from Chuck Webner's life. You yes. know what I mean? Huh. And you know, but I didn't realize, like, and all I knew was. That Chuck Webner never got a dime from it. No. You know what I and mean? And I heard he's a super nice guy, too. Well, but they don't, because you didn't hear the backstory of how much of a fuck up he was. Mm. And this is supposed to be like the true story of Chuck Webner and like how much of a fuck up he was. Oh, I'll, I'll watch that I mean? all day long. Dude, it's great. It's on Amazon. I had to watch it. It's like, on Amazon Prime? It's on Amazon Prime. Well, you gotta rent it. You oh, know well, what I mean? whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. But it's great. What's his name? Uh, plays it. The guy, the guy who does uh, uh, Ray Donovan. I don't know that either. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, I know. I forget his you name. You watch anything? He's, he's, a, he's a director. Lee Schreiber. That's it. Lee Schreiber. What do you watch? Anything good? Uh, American Sometimes. Horror Story. Every once in a while. American <laughs> Horror Story. It's actually kind of good. Game of yeah. Thrones, man. Mm. I, I have to be honest. I mean, I, I really, I'm not a TV guy at mm. all. Yeah. You know, I never was. Uh, Game of Thrones is probably the only show I've gotten into. Hmm. Yeah. But isn't there like all kinds of dragons in that show? There's some dragons. I'm not. I'm not big on dragons. <laughs> no, what's this dragons and like orcs? I'm out. <laughs> this guy. You you looking forward to uh, to um, it? The new it. You know, I've heard mixed reviews about it. I have so too. I'm uh, you know tempering my expectations. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I've heard some mixed reviews about it also. I about what's too. that? About it. the new it. Oh, it's all hype. I can't take it. Well, we'll see. Well, I, I, don't say I, anything. I didn't see, I, just, I didn't see it. Right. I, I, I'll just, I'm so like, I won't watch it until like it, it's like a rainy day and it just happens to be on Netflix just out of spite. Like, because all the hype, I just, I, I don't, I don't buy into it. I'm sorry, I just can't. That's the rebel in me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of in the same boat. Right. Yeah. You yeah, see? I yeah. think it's gonna be maybe not so. Amazing. Not, not what they're. Uh, mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's... I'm looking forward to seeing what they did with it. With yeah, the new yeah. technology. Because the first one, I mean, it's got to be better than the first one. I mean, come the on. The first guys. one stinks. Yeah. You know? I don't saying. know. That's my opinion. I don't know. It was a TV movie. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was made for TV. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, anyway, we went way off topic. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's all right. But uh, we'll actually, I mean, how long have we been? We can start winding it down. It's been just a little over an hour. Yeah. Right, well, yeah. that's cool. Whatever. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We covered some great stuff. Yeah, man. You know, really. I'm so happy you came on to do the podcast. Yeah. And I'm so happy I was able to, yeah, I was actually able to be here. Yeah, there was, so. when, when me and you originally, probably several months ago, probably, were trying to figure it out, but you were going away and this and that. There was a time frame where, where John was out on the Warp Tour with mm-hmm. Candiria, right. and there was a couple of people that we wanted to get, but we had to hold out on because he wanted to be here to do it, I and, that. and you yeah. are one of the people, so mm. I'm well, glad that everyone's together and we were actually able to do this. Yeah, man. this is a really, yeah. really great conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. It was really awesome. happy to be here. Yeah. Happy to Happy you had me. Awesome, yeah. man. Cool, man. Thanks. Good stuff. Is there any... Where can people... 
you know, find you, Instagram, this, that, the other thing. Yeah, Instagram is just Vincent underscore Castiglia. It's just my name. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, same thing, Facebook. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You just so. type in Vincent Castiglia, he comes up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your web, your official website is vincentcastiglia.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my for my paintings and the tattoo site is Arcanum Studio NYC. A R C A N U M. Correct. Wow, that was See? pretty good. I'm, sometimes I'm a little smart. I mean, yeah. you do work in a school. They got to be teaching you something over there. Yeah, yeah but he's not solving math problems like <laughs> these hard to do math problems and. You know what I mean? He's taking literature. Yeah. (laughs) Literature? Yeah. Listen. Anyway, you want to wind it down, Jimmy? Albert Einstein. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um... Yeah, real quick, um, the, the only reason why I, I wouldn't normally do this, but the only reason why I will rip through this quick fast is because next Sunday is... The 50th birthday party for Rap Bones. And this, this coming Sunday. This coming Sunday. So this is the the only time, the last time I'll be able to speak about it. So real quick, uh, this Sunday, September 24th, doors are at two o'clock. Um, there's a few there's a few tickets left on the website. On um, if you go to the Blast Furnace Productions Facebook event page, there's tickets available. They're only fifteen dollars in advance, twenty dollars at the door. If there's tickets available by then, um, from the bottom to the top, it's mugs, down low, full scale riot, ache, caught in a trap, urban waste, mental abuse, lethal aggression, and it's lethal aggression's last final ever show. They're only doing it to honor John Saltarelli who passed away a couple years ago. Um, then Reagan Youth, and then coming all the way from Detroit is Cold as Life. Mm. So, come and celebrate Rapone's 50th trip around the damn sun. Mm. A lot of people are shocked that he made it this far, yeah. Yeah. himself included. <laughs> so, happy birthday, Rapone's. I'll see you on Sunday. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. I have other things in the works, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take up any more time with that stuff right now because it's really not important. But um, yeah, just just iTunes and SoundCloud rate, review, download all that stuff. You know, it's all the same nonsense. It's you know, Instagram, Blast Furnace Productions, Twitter, Blast Furnace NYC. There's Bla- the, the Brooklyn Blast Furnace on Facebook. There's a group and a fan page. iTunes, it's the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. Same on SoundCloud. All that nonsense. So uh, write us a review. We do this shit for free. So it just puts us up in the ratings, and other people get to see it and hear it, and this shit grows that way. Um, it's all. You know, I was gonna say bluegrass. But no, it's, it's all grassroots. <laughs> it's all bluegrass oh roots. Yeah, that's what it is. So uh, once again, Vincent, thank you so much for coming thank on you, the show. Thank, thank you. you. Um, yeah, so we'll 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 be back at some point next week. Sure. And cool. we'll figure out what we're doing because who the hell knows? Hey man, cool. we're knows? just rolling with it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, once again, rest in peace, Danny, and uh, we're over here now. Yeah.